Right, today I'm catching up with Adam Forster, who's part of the Jinx show team, and David obviously is, is part of part of it, but you're, I'm speaking to you today. So how are you, Adam? Yes, um, I'm very well, thank you. Um, kept very busy at the moment, lots of um, horses to work, and, and, and as I mentioned earlier, the mares to cover and things like that. So yes, there's lots, lots keeping us occupied at the moment. So, so you, you're... You, um, so in the current situation, apart from having to stay at home and, and there are no shows, you've uh, you've got plenty of uh, your horses or ponies in and everything to uh, keep you occupied. Yes, we're very fortunate, to be honest. Um, all of our clients have been fantastic and kept all of their animals in. Um, oh, good. You know, they all are very much of the mindset that if we're lucky enough to get any any type of show to go through towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic, and they want their horses and ponies ready for that. If yeah. nothing happens this year, um, a lot of them are young horses and novices that would need the schooling, would need the hacking, would need the education anyway, irrelevant yeah. of, of whether it's going to a show. That would be a massive bonus for everyone, but they still need to be brought on and educated um, now, currently where they are in their life and their, their um, mm. showing career. So they're going to benefit from this extra time a little bit, aren't they? Because they won't oh. be, you know, the, the pressure on them is a little bit less and you can give them that extra time to sort of mature and develop, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, um, you know, we've got some fantastic novices and mm. they have all, they were all ready and we had done some shows at the beginning of the year and they all did very well but we kind of backed off them a little bit kept them going and just dropped back to their winter hacking routine um yeah. for a, a good few weeks and and then carried up you know put them back on the long reins for a bit more and just fiddled around like that and let them take a big deep breath and absorb it in they'd been to a show and ordinarily they'd probably be then going to another show and then a couple of weekends off and then mm. another show but actually they don't have to so Yes, it's really unfortunate, and everyone's a bit like, oh, God, this is not what we planned. But for the benefit of the horse, for their mind, for their physicality, mm-hmm. it's actually a blessing in disguise, especially the young horse um, yeah. and ponies. Yeah, they, 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 it really has helped them, definitely. So you can say you've mixed their work up quite well. As you say, you put some of them back on the long reins and, and gone back to and a bit of lunging and then a bit of hacking as well. So you're really varying the work, um, to, you know, to, to keep them ticking over and, and, and keep them keep them interested in what they're doing. Because it's quite hard, isn't it, if, you, if you're in, restricted in an arena or, or you can't hack out to, to, get, to yeah. get the variety yeah. of work into them. Do you have um, any tips for people that, like, with... with you know, what, what, with their training, if they're if, to keep the horse motivated or focused, yeah, well, as it were. Um, like I said, everyone's aiming to get to that show, but we've got to bear in mind that you know these are lovely, beautiful animals, and mm. we want to show them, and we want them to have a long career. Now, mm. I always find, say, when I'm breaking a horse, we'll long mouth it, long rein it forever, and then you know, a good few weeks of long reining and groundwork mm. and then get on and sit on him and be led around the yard, then get back off and long rein again and then get on and then slowly, surely ride him away around the school or hack him down the road behind a good older horse and then mm. pop him back up the long rein. You know, it just, I, I believe that a 
say a week on the long range gives you an added extra six weeks of education under saddle for a young mm. horse. Um, yeah. It is so beneficial. With regard to now, popping a horse that's even, say, a five- or six-year-old back on the long range is absolutely great for them. I mean, I do it all the time. Mm. The, the, even the open horses, that can, I'll say, oh, I'm going to long rein that this week or once or twice this week and take it down the road on the long range and let it see the traffic or um, yeah. pop it on the lunge, keep it varied. We've started doing a bit of pole work. We've set up some poles out in um, one of the big flat fields we've got. All right. The field is totally different environment for riding in and it's mm. so they've got to think where they're going and yeah. we've, thrown in, we've <laughs> thrown in some poles there as well so then not only are they like well normally I go for a run round with my friend in here now I'm being ridden in here oh and I'm going over some poles and I'm a hack and why would I even be doing that so it's great for them and they're all bright eyed and they're pricking their ears and they're loving it um, yeah where we where we're based unfortunately well we say unfortunately but it is Sometimes, well, not sometimes, a lot of the time it's beneficial to the, to the horses. Um, we are straight out onto a main road. Um, oh, God. And um, they, you know, we've, we've got some good open horses that will take them and lead them down the road. So whenever anything's broken, it's ridden away. Mm. It then goes straight down the road. Um, and it gets used to traffic quickly. <laughs> yeah, obviously they've got. <laughs> they've got one option. <laughs> get get used to it and get over it. Um, and, you know, they meet tractors, they meet lorries, they've got cars, and um, it makes for such a better horse. A young horse, having been broken and ridden away and then packing straight down the road, mm. I get to the show and ride it around the showground and a lorry's flying in the car park and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a lorry. I see those at home. You know, and yeah. it, it's so beneficial. But, um, yeah, like getting back to what you said, we're keeping everything really varied. Um, I really, we don't want any horses to go stale, especially the older open horses. Mm. Um, it would be hard for them to just now be, say, on lockdown and go from their stable to the school, out in the field, yeah. and then back into school. You know, it, it would switch them off. It would sour them. So, that some of the, uh, to be fair, some of the open horses have hardly been in the school during this lockdown. They have hacked out. So yeah. much. We've found places near us through hacking that we didn't even know we had. Um, <laughs> you get the audience survey map out and see where you could go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, they, they love it. And it, it is, it, it is, that is it's so important, like you said, just to keep it really varied. And we're very conscious of that. Mm. Um, lots of hacking, lots of long running, pole work, you know, different things. I mean, pop one over a jump if it's safe to. You know, yeah, yeah, things, lots of different things. Um, that sounds that sounds excellent. So, um, I was going to say, and you said you've um, you stand a, a, a cult at, um, for, and you've been covering as well your own mares, haven't you? So that's an exciting time, I'm sure. Yeah, well, um, we're bred um, out of the homebred mare who was by Keysop Dimension. Um, we bred mm. a a lovely first ridden. He himself is by Barkway Giorgio out of this dimension there. And he's mm. two this time. And I have a lovely Barkway um, first ridden that has now retired to stud. And she's, she's been his first mare this time. So we've been oh, right. on that. He's been learning his job. She's been learning his job. And, and they've, they've taken to it both very, very well. 
um, the breeding of um, riding ponies and hacks is, is a huge passion of mine and David's and David's father's. Yeah. Um, and the, um, this time has given us the chance, because normally we kind of know where the mares are going if they're going to outside stallions, so we think, right, we're going to send them this week, this month, let them yeah. go on, and just send them. So we've actually had the time with not being on the roads and not planning so many shows Mm. think right actually that mare didn't suit that stallion so we're going to change it we're going to mix it up we're going to send those to this one we're going to send that one here we're going to keep those mares and cover them with this one and it's given us a real good time to take check and look at the stock and think right that's working that didn't let's change it or keep that the same Um, yeah another thing that has really helped we had about five yearlings that were in the barn for the winter. Mm. Um, That's quite a lot, blimey, five, Chris. So they were all in the barn, one of the barns and and various different pens over the winter, um, as were the broodmares. So normally we'd get them in, they'd be worms as normal and all be very quick and, you know, right, worms, feet done, yes, you're Mm. fine, yes, okay, out you go. Well, we've actually kept them in for a month. We gave them all the stable each. Um, We've got some smaller stables around the back which are perfect for weanlings and yearlings and things. Yeah. They all had a stable, they all had a month's worth of handling, tying up, feet picked out, led around every day, turned into mm. paddock, caught in, so um, they got the chance to have that extra handling that they wouldn't have had. Now we've turned yeah. them all out today for their summer pasture um, and we've been down to check them tonight. We took a box of a, a tub of mix with us and they were coming over, they were saying hello, they wanted to be patted, they wanted to have their head collars on, and, you know, yeah. they're not, ordinarily, they get turned out and then we drag them in at three and then they're broken or they're thrown. <laughs> <laughs> it's given us the time to make them, um, you know, humanise them a bit. So that's yeah, yeah. Get them in and get them, and, it's, and, it's, and they do like a fuss, once they've had a little bit of attention, they do like a bit more attention. They do, oh, you know. Now, yeah. Now they understand that actually these people feed me and they do nice things with me. They want to, they want to be with me. Yeah. Were you going <laughs> to show any in hand this time? Were you thinking about showing, or you you wait? You're you, you're not um, bothered about the in hand showing, is it? Well, um, you let them develop. Or? I, on the whole, we don't really show ours in hand, um, mm. but we. I did have a coat that we bought in um, that. I did plan to show in hand this time, is to make a 12-2, and we planned a few, three or four, if that's good shows, that I'd like to take them to, mm. um, and then we'd turn them out and then start breaking them. Um, but to be honest, there's no show, like we know, there's no shows to go to, so that, that no. stopped to that. So instead, I've quietly started handling him more, and he's, he's been on the long range, and he's had a roller on, and things like sediment, you know, see mouths and things, and then he'll do another week of that, and then he'll go out for the summer. So we did, yes, we did plan to show one um, in hand, but as as it happens, we can't. Um, But on the the whole, we don't really show any of ours in hand, unless there was one that I thought, you know what, I'd love to show you in hand. But it kind of 
it's, it's very hard, hard to get it to fit in with the ridden job, isn't it? Because they're often on different days, or and then the young, if it, if they are the in-hand animal, can be a bit more excitable. And then that can, if you've got leading reins or first riddens or, or whatever on the lorry, it doesn't always work, does it? Very easily. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it would be very hard to to fit it all in. Um, and we have in the past had a couple of in-hand um, ponies in for people to show, and and you do have to be very select that it can only do this mm. show because we'll be, you know, there with ponies or horses or whichever, so it's hard yeah. to fit in. Um, and I don't like to overshow in-hand youngsters in-hand, um, so, you know... Oh, yeah, well, you were talking about longevity, and sometimes, you know, a couple of shows is enough for them, isn't it, just to introduce yeah, them a little bit? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. And back off them and, and let them be a pony until it's time for them to go into saddle. So you're obviously planning your shows and that. Do you have a favourite show of the, of the season? Do you, is there one or a couple of shows that you really enjoy going to? Um, my favourite show of all time is the Great Yorkshire Show. Um, yeah. Absolutely the Great Yorkshire. Um, and I'm a huge fan of Royal International too. Um, David loves Horse of the Air Show. Horse all right. Panic and really, really hard. And it's the one we all want to win and we try our absolute you get up every morning out of bed working towards trying to win there mm. but the Great Yorkshire has such a soft spot when I was younger we'd go there and we'd be there for the week and it, you know it would be kind of like a holiday and it was just it's just lovely and I love Yorkshire and I love being up there and you know David yeah. and I set up yard originally in Yorkshire so there's a lot of ties with the area and things so um, yeah yeah so it's just Special one for you. Have you have you had I, I'm have you had some success there at, at the show yourself? Was it? Well, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've won there um, on different different things and different animals and different classes. It's amazing. Just riding in that ring is. Mm. Those rings are amazing. Um, you know. So, what would be your highlight? Obviously, you've had success at Great Yorkshire, so that would probably be one of your highlights. Is there because you've had some very nice ponies and you've done really well? Is there any particular highlight that stands out for you? Um, last, well, sorry, 2019 was a great year with the coloured horse I used to ride, the Magpie. Um, mm. I was in the Royal International with him. I was champion of Great Yorkshire um, um, and some other places. And then we won Horse the Air Show and were coloured champion at Horse the Air Show in the same year so that was a real personal highlight and I had him from a four year old right really? through yeah and brought him on from when he came over from Ireland and he was found tethered on the beach by Reed Finley in Ireland and then he came over he went to Susie Shuttleworth who broke and rode him away and then he came straight to me and from then it was him and I so we had such a partnership and that ended the partnership beautifully taking the championship at Horse of the Year I bet it did that's amazing yeah that's lovely yeah. isn't it that's it um, yeah so that was a real highlight and last year was a particularly good year um, also um, we were champion show pony at Hoys with the 13-2 show pony stretch holds mm-hmm. uh, New Dimension and Charlotte Caulfield I bought him from Caitlin Galbraith um just off a picture that she sent me. She had him up oh, in right. off a photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bought him off a, photo, off a photograph um, and she sent me a bit of video. She just sat on him and he was being literally ridden away one or two days or something. And then mm-hmm. he, I bought him. I showed David the picture and I was like, I'm buying this. And he was like, oh, right, okay, yeah. All right, <laughs> fine. Um, and then 
he arrived at the transport and I stood him up and he was like, yeah. I said, what do you think? And he said, yeah, he's nice. And then, <laughs> whether it was because I bought him that he wasn't going to say, yeah, he's beautiful. But anyway, I said, I said, do you know what? And I never would say this, but I said to him, um, suddenly I said, I think this could win the big one. And, and he did, and he went champion. So I was really pleased with that. But um, also... You were fully justified in buying it off a photo, I think, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. On a whim, I just saw the picture and thought, you know what, I think I'll buy that. So, yeah, it all worked out in the end. Um, there's been more that haven't worked out doing that than, than there have. That, uh, <laughs> have. But, um, yeah, he made up for the other one. And then another personal favourite and, and real, real um, moment that means an awful lot. Charlotte Ruby, who works for us and, um, mm. and has been with us for oh, about coming up seven years now since being in ponies and everything, um, she rode Homestone Taylor Made, that's owned by Vicky Rudd at Horse of the Year and, and, and won and went champion intermediate. Um, now, All right. That was Charlotte's first Hoys win, and bless her, she's, she won the international in first ridden, and she's won probably every show that you would like to win, apart from Horse of the Year. It seemed to elude her <laughs> until last year. Um, and it was just such a moment, because it's what we've all worked for, and it meant so much to us all. And, and Vicky, Vicky and I went to buy, well, we didn't. We took some mares to Stud, to Walton Stud, a few years ago, and mm. um, to Kildington Scoundrel. And Emma Greenland, who bred, the Homestone Intermediate, she just had him there at loose in a barn and we said, have you got any youngsters there? And we saw him as a two-year-old, gangly two-year-old and said, I said to this, she trotted him around the barn and said to this, yes, I don't think we need to buy that one. And she said, I agree. So he came home and then, so it's been a bit of a, uh, I've had strong connection with that horse from him being two and then he went off with different people because Vicky was being produced elsewhere at the time and then he wound yeah. his way back and then he won Hoy. So it was, it was a, it was a real nice, Nice. Yeah, it's a nice moment. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, you've had, well, you you have had a huge amount of success, and it sounds as though you 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 buy quite a lot of your own horses, and then and then bring them on, really, rather than just for owners, as it were. So you 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 do put your money on the line, and and that's where you learn the most, isn't it? Really, when you're when you're when you're doing it, it, because if it doesn't work out, that it you know it's it's um it's not somebody else's money; it's yours. I think that's when. Yeah, definitely. You, you, um, it is a steep learning curve when, um, when, like I say, and there's been there's been a few times that it happens. You, you take a gamble and buy a raw project that is beautiful and everything's there in the making, but say it doesn't want to do the job or it's actually not fit for the job, and you think, well, I blew that money up in smoke. But then <laughs> the good ones that come through kind of make up for it and keep everything going. And you think, you know what? That's why we do it. That's it's worth yeah. it because. So however many ones that don't do it, there's more that do and one you know, the ones that do that achieve the special things kind of And that's so uh, and with your with your passion for breeding and looking down the back bloodlines and everything, it must be quite fascinating to see, you know, which ones do it and also temperament wise, um and, and that with the breeding is quite important, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially when you're looking to breed you know, from our own mares, we've got, we've got about 10 brood mares mm. that we breed from, and all varying from 12 hands to 15 two, and from all bred, the bigger horses are bred similarly, a lot of them are by Kilvington Scoundrel, which we, we love things by Scoundrel, and mm. uh, so the smaller mares are by Dimension, Keystock Dimension, um, and there are certain traits 
to all of them that you then have to carefully select a stallion to either complement or improve a confirmation aspect or maybe mm. a temperament. You know, if I have a sharp, what I've got one that's quite sharp, and you think, well, I'll put a stallion with a very good, reasonable yeah. temperament. You know, and that kind of level. Without, there's a lot to think about. But like I said, it's a huge passion of mine. Um, so you know, it, it's worth thinking about. And then when you eventually get the, I've got two mares waiting to well foaling this month, and I'm starting on every, you know, going out and checking them, and then you have yeah. to put that looking at them, and then eventually you get a beautiful foal at the end of it. And you think, well, it's all worth it. And then to then see it go on in the rings, even better. Yeah, it's homebred particularly, isn't it? And it's such a long while. You have to wait for them and keep them in one piece. That's the hardest yeah. thing is that they don't injure yeah. themselves. And they can just do yeah. that in the field, can't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the frustrating part. It can happen. And it's so you can, you know, dot every I, cross every T and think, right, that field is perfect. There is nothing going to get in. <laughs> and where did that happen from? How did that happen? But, you know, that's... That's just, just how it is. They're great levellers, aren't they? You think, oh dear. I know I've bred a, a couple and I, you know, decided to just randomly jump the hedge one day and I was like, oh, oh. no, that was not the yeah, right thanks, thing thanks to you do. Thank you all this time and spent all this money and then you do <laughs> I know, I know, and it was just, it was just coming three and I thought, oh, God, that would just be, that's just going to be quite nice now. And it's like, no, it's not going to be alright now. So that was, yeah, so it's like, that was that really. So, um, well, you've um, not obviously you've. I can hear that you've been very busy and, and filling your time, and that you haven't really had that much downtime. But have you um, have you had any uh, David? You've taken up any found anything to fill some of your some of your evenings, as it were, or, or weekends? <laughs> and you like some people have um, been watching a lot more TV or on box sets. As it sounds like, like you've been have you been doing any sorting up on your breathing? <laughs> yes, yes. I always am. Um, yes, I'm constantly going through old NTS journals or um, Tom Best's book on riding bony breeding or, you know, reading anything I can on bloodlines, researching bloodlines. So for me, and David, like I said to you earlier, David will come in and say, oh, you're reading that book again. Or, you know, I'm like, but did you know that such and such will buy this and out of that? And he's like, yeah, you've told me that before. So, yes, I'm finding it. I've got a, a bit more time for that side of things. Have you been um, spring cleaning as well? <laughs> have you had a, have you, yeah. everyone seems to get the pressure washer out at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's all been done. We've had stables painted with creosoters. We've, um, oh, we've done so much, so much on the yard and that, you know, with regard to all of that, everything looks tidy and clean and it's neat and we had a new rubble put down in the car park today. So, you know, the jobs that we would not have got done because we'd have been on the road have actually got done. So that's a very a very good positive that's come out of it. Yeah. And you're managing to do all your set, uh, isolation and, and set well, social distancing and stuff like that. So have you had your shopping yeah. delivered and things like that? Is that as yeah. your routine altered with that? Yeah, well, we have the same brief delivery and um, that, that's very helpful. And then across the drive, David's mum and dad live in, in the main house and then next door to our cottage, David's sister lives there. So David's the person that's going out and collecting prescriptions and things like that and checking on his 94-year-old grandmother and things. So Aww. he's doing that. He's the only person leaving, but he's, you know, he's obsessed with washing his hands and gloves and all of that. Stuff. Yeah. 
Well, it's nice that you're all together, though, as a family, isn't it, really? It's, you know, yeah. you're all in, in one place and you're sort of self-isolating together, as it were. But, but um, yeah, no, so Dave is the one that's allowed out. I'm the one that's allowed out here. I go out and do it. So, yeah. So. I'm, I'm quite happy just at home with my pony and still my books and things like that. But, you know, um, I... When when it first started, people said, "Oh, it must be so hard, and and it must be so difficult." And to be honest, it's kind of business as usual. But obviously, no clients are coming, no horses are leaving. We're not going anywhere. We've adopted, or adapted the the work routine, um, like we've discussed. But we're just ticking everything over, so it's, yeah. it's keeping us. We're quite lucky to have horses outside and in fact no we're very lucky to have horses outside the back door because if we were stuck in the house 24 7 i think i would go crazy but i can go out ride a horse or groom a horse or walk down the field and look at some foals and yearlings and things and that is a blessing in disguise that is that is keeping us all sane um and, and we're able to do that because the owners have left mm. their horses here, which we're all so grateful for. And, and, you know, that is so important that owners have done that because it's going to, when we do eventually get the chance to go to a show that we all want to do, yeah. we'll all be able to do it because the owners have left the horses in, and which has then in turn kept the yard going, which keeps the staff mm. on. I could pay the girls, pay the feed man, pay the farrier, pay the vet, pay the dentist, because the owners are really out mm-hmm. of it all. The owners are the ones to thank for it because they're keeping us going, of which, you mm. know, we're so grateful that they're... they're, they're done yeah, that. they're keeping a whole chain, a whole chain of... Yeah. Diff- whole chain of different businesses are going through it all. I know it's very, very important. I think a lot of owners um, or, you know, people I've spoken to that do produce have been, you know, the owners have been brilliant and, and, they've, and they've kept them up if they possibly can. And um, well, so fingers crossed that all our social distancing and isolation and everything will pay off and it's... Um, you know, and we'll be able to get back to doing, if, you know, some some shows later on in the year. Things so, well, thank you very, very much, Adam. That's been fascinating to speak to you and and hear about all the breeding side and your passion for breeding as well. I've learned something there today. So, um, no, that's great. Thank you very much. Oh, no problem at all. It's been lovely to chat to you.